InfoTrack continues. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. You might assume that dating violence reports are most often heard from females, but recent research shows that boys are more likely to report being victims. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco talks with the study's author. Gina? Thanks, Chris. A new study shows teenage boys, not girls, are more likely to report being the victim of violence from the person they date. And the study indicates that overall, fewer teenagers say they've suffered physical abuse from their dates as compared to 10 years prior. Joining us now to explain what this all means is senior study author Elizabeth Saywick, professor and director of the University of British Columbia School of Nursing. Professor, does this mean boys actually receive more physical violence than girls or just that they report it more? That's always hard to say. Essentially, this study would say that more boys receive violence, at least in terms of reporting that they have been hit, slapped or physically hurt on purpose by their girlfriend in the past year compared to girls. It's not a huge number, thankfully. We see about five, almost six percent of boys compared to just four percent of girls. But that difference has been persistent. That is, slightly more boys than girls have been reporting over the past 10 years that they have been hit, slapped or physically hurt on purpose by their romantic partner. And this is a surprise on a number of fronts. For one thing, how many boys want to admit that their girlfriend is beating them up. That is one of the things that we see. Because this is an anonymous survey in school, and this is in grades 7 to 12, so you're basically 12 to 18-year-olds, because this is a survey that is anonymous and kids are not looking over each other's shoulders, they're maybe more willing to be honest on this kind of a survey than they might if you were asking them in front of all their classmates. But this is one of those interesting questions We also can't tell how frequently the violence happens or how severe it might be. So in this case, you know, this is one of the limitations. It could be that boys are more likely to experience being hit, slapped or physically hurt. But girls, when they are physically hurt by their boyfriends, might experience more severe injury. We don't know. This is a school based survey that tries to get at the number of kids and not necessarily able to ask all the details about the context of that violence. Do we conclude then that in some quarters it's still socially acceptable for girls to hit boys? It certainly is possible. I've heard from a number of high school teachers since this study came out that talk about how they've clearly gotten the message that it's not okay for boys to hit girls, but that they even witness in you know the hallways It's perfectly okay for girls to slap or hit or punch their friends, and people aren't actually making any comments about it or trying to intervene. This does suggest that we have to do more to actually provide better training about healthy relationships for boys and girls and to really help change those norms about what's okay when it comes to relationships. Other than the immediate physical effects, such as perhaps bruising, what long-term effects can result for a teen who's been the victim of violence from a date? Well, dating patterns in the teen years can set the stage for adult relationships. We know that young people who experience violence in their relationships 
This is often linked to long-term mental health challenges as well. Young people may experience emotional distress, depression, even suicide or self-harm. And of course, if this continues into adult relationships where they're more likely to experience violence from their adult partners, then again, you have long-term mental health consequences. Fortunately, it's a small proportion of teens and it is declining. This is one of the first studies that's actually been able to look at trends in dating violence where we can go back 10 years and see that, in fact, the rates are coming down a little bit. And that's good news. But we still have more to go. No teen should be experiencing violence in their relationships. And picking up on that, do we know why the violence has dropped overall? We can't say for sure, but I do think that some of it has to do with the programs that do get offered in some schools where they do talk about healthy relationships and talk about dating violence, trying to change those norms about dating violence. And so I think that may have contributed, certainly conversations on the Internet and, you know, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and others that do talk about what people deserve in relationships and what healthy relationships look like may be contributing to this change. What role does bullying play in the violence among teens who date? I do think that in some cases, the folks who are engaging in bullying are just as likely to be engaging in violence in terms of their personal relationships or romantic relationships. So the young person who's going to say snarky things in public about other people may also be making those same kinds of controlling and negative comments in their romantic relationships. I think a tolerance for violence is one of those things where young people who turn to violence when they're frustrated or as a way of solving their problems may be more likely to be involved in dating violence as well. So bullies may be more likely to be involved in dating violence, but I think they are different circumstances. And it's important to recognize that we need to identify how to manage conflict and how to have healthy relationships, whether those are those intimate relationships or just general friendships. Has the Me Too movement had an impact on whether there's less violence among teens who date? That's a good question and one we can't answer yet. My hope is that the conversation that's gotten started has created an opportunity for more frank conversations throughout adolescent communities as well, and that people can actually create some useful dialogue around what healthy relationships are, how people perceive sexual harassment and sexual violence, and what we need to do as a society and as young people in creating those opportunities to have healthy relationships. Discussions, I hope, among parents and their children. Are there enough resources to help them have that important discussion, the parents and the kids? I think there are a number of resources on the Internet in terms of healthy relationships, and there's definitely a variety of groups. I do think it is important that parents, teachers, and even other adults can help prevent that dating violence by talking about healthy relationships even before the first date. Professor Elizabeth Saywick, thank you so much for joining us today. You're very welcome. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.